Blog Talk Radio. Now you know. I never knew that. <laughs> okay. Now you know. Good afternoon, good afternoon, and good evening. It's time once again for You Can Say You Never Know, or more specifically, Now You with your host, Nikki. And this is Etienne, Hello. your engineer, standing by. Good afternoon, Nikki. Hi, Etienne. Thank you so much. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. And you? I'm tired, but doing well. Doing very well. <laughs> tired, but doing well. How about that? But oh, doing okay. well. Yeah, it's good tired. It's a good well, tired. And good thing. evening to every listener. What was that, Eddie? Well, I know it, it, doesn't, it probably wouldn't make any sense in Jamaica, but today in the United States and around the world, we're all celebrating Memorial Day. Memorial Day. I know about Memorial Day. We're not celebrating. We just had Labor Day last week, Tuesday in Jamaica, so we had a lot of work to do. But I know about Memorial Day. It's like our Heroes Day. And so when we remember all those who have gone before us and did wonderful work. Yes, Yes, the fallen soldiers. There should be a day of prayer, celebration, picnics, parades, the whole nine yards. But uh, in your opening prayer, would you keep in mind our fallen soldiers, please? Yes, definitely, definitely. Uh, right ahead. uh, Well, I'm going to go pray right now. I will. Dear Lord, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you that we are here for another day where we can glorify your name and learn more about you, Lord, and how we should have a servant's heart. Lord God, those who served, Lord, we just want to pray for them right now, Lord God, all the fallen soldiers. And we also want to pray for all those who are going out right now fighting for the nations, Lord God. We know that they have made the ultimate sacrifice, Lord God, and many have paid the price with their life just as Jesus did on the cross, Lord God. And we know, Lord God, it's a sacrifice of love. And we thank you, Lord God, that They have the heart to go out and do this for all those of us, Lord God, who they have left behind, Lord. Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, that they have done this for us. And we ask you to bless their families, Lord God, and and cover them, Lord God. And, And, Lord, just let them know that you love them because so many have lost a loved one, Lord God. And we just remember also this day. In your name we pray, Lord Jesus. Amen. And amen. 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 And amen. Keep, keep in mind, there are some veterans, military people, who go out to fight, and they don't come back in a casket, but they come back missing a limb. Right, missing limbs. Keep them yes. in mind, too. Yes, yes. Yes, Especially Lord, young ladies. We thank you for them, Lord. We thank you for them and help yes. them. It's so much hard to yes, assimilate back into the culture. And sometimes they yes. have PSD, 
post-PTSD, post-traumatic symptom disorder. Is that it? Stress disorder. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Post-traumatic stress Stress. Okay, we won't go there. We won't go any further. Let's go ahead with today's topic. Today we're going to talk about the heart of a system. Yes. Interesting. Yes, yes. It sounds like a yes. Nikki like topic. Too, huh? yes. yes, I was Definitely. about to say that. Yeah. So Nikki, it, anyway. it, it, I love this topic. Well, today it's the heart of a servant, and we want to delve more into what a servant's heart is supposed to look like, how a servant is supposed to be a true servant of Christ. And today's Bible verse is, From Psalm 51, verse 17, it says, My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart you, God, will not despise. The interesting thing about Psalm 51 is that it was written after David, well, kind of got himself into a lot of issues. And uh, many of us may know about issues. David, I don't know if you know this story, Etienne, but some of our listeners may know this. David was supposed to go out to war. It was a time when the kings went out to war, but David decided to stay behind. And being idle, he was there looking out and saw Bathsheba bathing in the river. And he he just lust took over him right away and he ordered that she was taken to him and he basically slept with her but Bathsheba was married to Uriah and he was actually out in battle he was a soldier talking about soldiers today he was a soldier and after he slept with Bathsheba David Bathsheba got pregnant And she sent word to him that, hey, David, I'm pregnant. So David now sends for Uriah and tells Uriah to come home. Now, Uriah, being a man of integrity and knowing that all the other soldiers were out to war and he was back home, he wouldn't go inside his house. So he would not go and sleep with Bathsheba because the whole thing is that David is trying to cover this up and say that, well, it's Uriah's child. You know, we call it a jacket these days. But Uriah would not go in to his home. So he stayed outside. David, now frustrated, sends him out to battle in the front lines where you know everyone is going to get hit. So he goes to the front lines because David sends him there, and he gets killed. And David married, gets married to Bathsheba. Crazy story, huh? So then Bathsheba has a baby. Exactly. I don't know why people have to watch soap operas, because all they have to do is read the Bible. It's full of drama. Full of drama. All Testament is, yes. It's full of drama. (laughs) So David knows. Marries Bathsheba. Bathsheba has a baby. Nathan, who is a prophet at that time, comes to David and basically confronts him. He tells him a story about a man and a sheep and having all the sheep and this other man 
is there with just one sheep and the man with all the sheep takes away the sheep from the man with no sheep and David gets upset and he's like, what? That should not happen. And then Nathan was like, yep, all I'm talking about you. And then he confronts him about the whole the whole Uriah Bathsheba uh, story and then he says that the sword will not leave his house. Not long after, David's son died. You know, uh, the one he had with Bathsheba. So he had to face the consequences of his sin. But David, yes. though, recognizing how wrong he was, and we should remember that God says that David is a man after his very own heart. And it's so it's, but David actually sinned. It's not that David didn't sin, but David did not stay in the sin. So after being, many people call him a murderer and a rapist. David, and well, obviously a deceiver, David goes to God and he repents. And we talked yeah, about repentance. Is. Repentance is turning yes. the 180 yes. degrees, turning around. So David repented and he faced the consequences of his actions. And so now he talks about having a contrite heart. And the contrite heart is one that is repentant, one that is remorseful. And he talks about having a broken spirit, and that is one that is now humbled by all that he has gone through, you know. And so David understood, he recognized that he was wrong. Many of us don't do that, and that cannot be the heart of a servant. We need to check ourselves before we wreck ourselves. We need to understand (laughs) when we have done wrong, you know, and a lot of times we don't. So we need to understand this. And this morning during my devotions, it was the In Touch devotions by Charles Stanley. It was so interesting because it really brought me back to Psalm 51. And it says this, Each Christian's journey is unique, yet certain stages of growth should be common to all of God's children. For example, The Lord wants to teach new followers basic principles as a foundation on which to build. He expresses these truths through other believers, his word and life circumstances, just like Nathan confronted David, and he actually listened to him. Now, also it says God allows us to serve him. We were created to do good works, and this becomes evidence as Christians glorify Jesus. And David was one who always glorified Jesus. And, well, actually, I shouldn't say Jesus at that point because David glorified God because Jesus came in the New Testament, even though we know that Jesus is Lord. Now, it also says the Lord lets us experience frustrated inadequacy. Pride and self-confidence are threats to spiritual growth. Therefore, our Father brings us to the place where we realize we can achieve nothing of value without divine guidance and power. And this is where a broken spirit comes in. When we face all the challenges we do, we must recognize as Christians that God is making us into his image and likeness. He's humbling us because God deals with humility and not pride. And when we humble ourselves before God and lay prostrate and our knees are, and hearts are bent before him, then we will recognize that he is Lord and we, we follow him and that we are not doing our own thing. So 
that is also a part of being a servant. And it was so it was very interesting to me that this actually came up in my devotions this morning. God likes to set things up. And it's it's very it's very, very important to actually listen to God and see what God is saying. You know, because our our troubles, our trials are for triumph. God doesn't want us to be victims. He wants us to be victors. And we hear these over and over again. But we don't really understand that what God is doing is breaking us to make us. I had a youth pastor who would say, God will ruin your world to build his kingdom. And that didn't sound too wow. good, but I've learned to understand. It, it doesn't sound good at any, it really doesn't. But <laughs> I've learned to understand that God is molding us. It, we are, we are, he's the potter and we are the clay. And I don't know if you yes. know when you're on the, the potter's wheel, sometimes you're not coming yes. out the right way, so he pounds it yes. in, makes it. It's not easy. Pounds, pounds the clay to remake it. And that's what God does to us. And we must be potty in his hands. We must be. Because if we're supposed to have the heart of a servant, it, we're all his. All his. You know, and mm-hmm. so we must recognize this. Were you going to say something at the end? Well, yeah, there are two things I wanted to at least bring to your attention. One yeah. with uh, David gone through what he had gone through, he wouldn't have really understood what it's like to be humble and what it's like to repent. Exactly. Exactly. You can't repent and be remorseful if you're living a good life. It's only when you have done something wrong or something sinful that you understand what repentance is or what remorse is. Another way of saying that, the second point I want to make is we need to have a frame of reference human being functions off of a frame of reference. If we yeah. go to a foreign country and we have a glass of water but we don't know the word water in their language, we could get something that looks like water but it's not water. There are many things that look exactly. like water. Gin, exactly. you name it. So unless we have a frame of reference, we don't, really, we don't fully understand and conceptualize what we have to deal with. So David yes. did later on. David, David did. David did understand. And before I go on, let me invite listeners to call in if they would like to at six five seven three eight three one seven six six. That's six five seven three eight three one seven six six. And you can also comment yes. on our Facebook page at facebook.com backslash. You can't say you never knew. That's Facebook.com <laughs> backslash you can't say you never knew. And now you know. <laughs> now, now you know. know. And we talk about frame of reference, Etienne. One second, please. One second. Uh-huh. We also have the link on our, on our website. So in the description window, you can click on that and get to the Facebook link. Yeah. Fantastic. Thanks, Etienne. Yes, there it is. You're welcome. I see it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And welcome, welcome, welcome. All, <laughs> I, I, I just wanted to go back to another story. You talk about frame of reference, and a lot of times I need to go to the Bible to actually check on the people's lives in the Bible. 
and then look at my own. And it helps uh-huh. me a lot because uh-huh. I've realized that we're all fallible. We all, we all, we all mess oh, yes. up. But God is there to bring us back to where we need to be. Now, there's a story a about Simon parent. the Sorcerer. He is. He is the perfect spirit. There's Simon the Sorcerer. He's in Acts 8. Now, we, we were talking about how there's a lot of drama. and It's like a soap opera in the Old Testament. But the New Testament, it does have some stories going there that are kind of crazy, too. And um, I just, this one just stood out, Simon the Sorcerer, it's Acts 8, 9 to 23, and I'm going to read it, and then we can discuss it after. It says, now for some time a man named Simon had practiced sorcery in the city and amazed all the people of Samaria. He boasted that he was someone great, and all the people, both high and low, gave him their attention and exclaimed, This man is rightly called the great power of God. They followed him because he had amazed them for a long time with his sorcery. But when they believed Philip as he proclaimed the good news of the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized. Both men and women, Simon himself believed and was baptized. And he followed Philip everywhere, astonished by the great signs and miracles he saw. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to Samaria. When they arrived, they prayed for the new believers there that they might receive the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit had not yet come on any of them. They had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John placed their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. When Simon saw that the Spirit was given at the laying on of the the apostles' hands, he offered them money and said, Give me also this ability so that everyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. Peter answered, May your money perish with you, because you thought you could buy the gift of God with money. You have no part or share in this ministry because your heart is not right before God. Repent of this wickedness and pray to the Lord in the hope that he may forgive you for having such a thought in your heart. For I see that you are full of bitterness and captive to sin. I thought this was such an interesting story. Can you imagine? He's like, oh, I'll give you some money. And you let me be able to lay my hands and give people the Holy Spirit. Like, what was but he you know thinking? What? Yes, he was thinking of his, his frame of reference. From his frame of reference, yes. Right. Yes, exactly. They, and until, they probably until, gave him money for, for doing his magic. Yes, exactly. That's what he's used to. That's his frame of reference. Yes. That's what he was yeah. until he learns differently. And, and Peter, it's Peter had to educate him it's, momentarily. Yes, but it's interesting, you know, because as you're talking about frame of reference, I remember in the Bible it talks about being a new man. Because if if we stay as the old man, we are going to stay. In that old frame of reference, we are going to we are going exactly. to try and buy the Holy Spirit if we're a saucer, because we want to people believe that we have this great power, we have great magic. And what's interesting also is that earlier on I read that 
he believed as he was following Philip. He believed and he was baptized. So this man would have been called a believer. Yet he was not filled with the Holy Spirit. And it's the Holy Spirit who makes us a new man, a new woman. We're a new creature in Christ. Because many of us will go to church and we perform. We have the facade. We lift up our hands. We pray. We do good works. But the good works are not really glorifying God because our hearts are not in the right place. And that is not the heart of a servant. A heart of a servant yields to God. And it, it does what God wants the heart to do, what the, he wants the person to do. It's not about doing good things to feel good about myself. And I see it a lot in the inner city. People are always doing things that look good because they say they're helping people. And in some ways they are helping, but they're doing it for the wrong motives. Some do it because they want pictures taken. You know, I I always look at Labor Day, and I'm not a fan of Labor Day in Jamaica because people will come in, and they'll be like, oh, yes, we're doing all this work, and they get the newspapers in, and and the, the, all these things come in, and they take their pictures, the television stations are there, and then everything is just, after everyone is gone, and the, and the lights fade, there are no lights from the cameras, nothing's going on, they leave. And the place where they're doing the Labor Day projects, they're left to clean up their mess. Mm-hmm. All the time. And sometimes they're not finished with what they've started, but it doesn't matter because the pictures have been taken already and they're all gone. And so it's really sad. It is really, really sad because they're not doing it with the right motive. Yes, Etienne? Yes. That reminds me of when Jesus went into the temple and he was complaining about the Pharisees, the high priests, who were doing things for the wrong reasons. The high priests got a lot of benefits. They got to go sit at the front row at weddings. They get the best of meals. They get free gifts here, there, whatever. And Jesus was telling them they're not here for those. They're here to save souls. And that's amazing. It's known as intrinsic and extrinsic values. Exactly. We do it because hidden motive, not because we do it because Jesus wants us to do it or commanded us to do it. And that is it. And we need to understand that Jesus washed his disciples' feet. They didn't want him to. He's like, no, 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 you'll have no part of me if I don't do this. Because he recognized he came as a servant. He came to serve. The first will be last and the last will be first. And, And we need to recognize this. You know, yesterday I was on the Logos Hope that's docked in Jamaica right now. And it's a ship with a lot of books. They come to bring knowledge, help. And hope, and they are doing that right now in Kingston. And I was on the ship, Good. and it was so busy, and there's popcorn everywhere, and people are running around. <laughs> and I looked, and here's this man sweeping up the popcorn. He had the broom, and he was sweeping up the popcorn. And I was like, wait a minute, this is the director of the ship. No. Wow. A lot of times you'll be like, the director, yeah, he'll send someone to sweep up. Nope. He was sweeping up that popcorn himself and he was going throughout the, the, they call it the eye cafe, the international cafe, sweeping up, sweeping up, sweeping up. 
And I mm. believe that is the heart of a servant, and that inspires me. You know, that inspires me. It's not because he's the big one that he sweeps up. And you, you saw someone who has become my friend, you know, Job. He was sweep. He was picking up the popcorn, too. You know, he's a little child, dropped the popcorn, he smiled. He wasn't like, ah, oh, she dropped popcorn. And he just took it up right away. You know, and I'm seeing that, whether it is the one who works, works, works in the galley or whether it's the person who is the director, they're both doing the same job because their purpose is to see people come to Christ and to love people. Yes. You know, so so it doesn't matter. They both have the heart of a servant. And we need to recognize sure, sure. this. And I, I've seen it over and over while the Logos Hope is here. I remember a couple of weeks ago or a couple of Sundays ago going out um, on the streets and it started to rain. And the police, they were taking, they're the ones who actually lead in the group because they asked me to connect them with the Logos to, to do some prayer ministry and prayer walks and it started raining and the police came around we're closing up now we're you know we're wrapping up and i'm like well they're still speaking because i saw the logos hope people speaking to the people and they were loving it because they were saying oh man these people are really nice these people are like what christianity (laughs) should be like and so i'm like well they're talking to the people and the officer looked at me and said but it's raining and i'm like but they're missionaries and then she yeah. looked at the look on her face, and I'm like, you just don't understand. And she said, no, I guess I don't. Because they were after souls, and they're about caring for people, and they're telling me stories about loving on people. So, you know, after going down the streets, and they're crying because they want souls to come to know Christ. They don't want anyone going to hell. And they've told me yeah. how much they love connecting to people on the street. And it doesn't matter if it's raining. It doesn't matter if it's sunny. They're ready to go on the streets because they care for the people. They really, really care for the people. And I'm having them call me and say, when can we go back on the streets? And it's so important because they're going into inner city communities where a lot of people don't want to go, but they're ready to serve. And the people are loving them and they're saying, oh, wow, you know, so many Christians have looked down on us before when they come through. But these guys, they are coming and they're really showing us love and they're really caring and they're really appreciating it because the, the folks from the Logos Hope, they have the heart of a servant. They actually volunteer on the ship to go to countries they don't know what they're going to encounter. And they're paying their way through or they're asking folks to sponsor them to do this. You know? And I think it's, it's so amazing. It is absolutely so amazing that they can show me the heart of a servant and encourage me and inspire me to have the heart of a servant, a servant of Christ, a servant who wants to be out there for souls and to help people. They have done so many things, helping other Jamaicans, really going out to school, giving books out or doing construction projects. They're doing so much, and they are ready and willing to do it. They're not doing it under duress. They're not saying, oh, this is my duty. They're doing this out of love, and that's what Jesus says. If you love me, you will obey my commands. And he, his, his command yes. is to love one another, you know, yes. and that is what they're yes. doing. 
So I, I just don't want us to miss the point that the heart of a servant is lowly. The heart of a servant cleans toilets. It's, it's not the one who wants to always be up front in church and be the preacher. And as you said, be, be like those Pharisees who, who who's always wants people to see them. A servant is not, does not even, a lot of times they don't even, people don't see them and know what they're doing. So we need to understand this. It's not about upfront ministry, but it's what's going on behind the scenes and how important it is to clean up that popcorn, whether you're the director <laughs> or whether you work in the galley. Very important. Etienne, I know we're coming minute, to the end. It yes, was quick. It was a minute and a half. Yes, so I want to pray. I really want to pray. Lord God, I just thank you for another show, Lord God. We want to thank you that we are hearing more about the heart of a servant. We ask you to bless those who are serving you day in and day out. Lord, we ask you to bless those soldiers who have served their countries faithfully and who have been injured and some who have died and have their loved ones left behind. So we want to remember them on this Memorial Day, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, for all the missionaries who are going out or putting their lives at risk to spread the gospel and to serve the needy, Lord God, all throughout this world. We are asking you to cover them with protection and to bless them. And Lord, I'm asking you to bless Etienne, Lord God, because he's so faithful every Monday to come on and to do your work, Lord God, because you've given us many talents and to do different gifts in different ways, Lord God. And we thank you for what Etienne is doing through this show, Lord God, and spreading your gospel. We thank you for Blog Talk Radio that it's open to us, Lord God, and so that we can spread your word throughout the world over the Internet. And we just ask you to continue blessing us, Lord God, and showing us what to do in this program so that now people will know who you are. And we just praise your name, Lord God. In your name we pray. Amen. Now you know. Thank you.